Cherry Hill Volvo, we have absolutely incredible offers and a plethora of both new and certified Volvos from which to choose. We are eager to offer amazingly competitive prices, plus an additional $1,000 Costco discount on all new Cherry Hill Volvos. When leasing or purchasing a new or certified Cherry Hill Volvo, you become a valued part of our team. Join Cherry Hill Volvo for the pricing and attention you deserve. I am Judith Krepnick, president of Cherry Hill Volvo. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com. WPHD, WPHD, HD, WOGL, HD3, Philadelphia. From the Cherry Hill Volvo Studios, where relationships matter. Always live on the free Odyssey app. The revolution this, this is the next, the next generation of talk. So now very pretty. On talk radio 1210 WPHT. I sang this little ditty on our way through Ocean City, heading south <laughs> along the Jersey Shore. On the way to Cape May, I fell in love with you. We are live in Cape May at the Grand Hotel of Cape May, New Jersey. Hello! Yes! Save the East Coast, absolutely. This is me, Rich, with you today, live from 3 to 7, of course, on Twitter, at Rich Zioli and 855-839-1210. Ready to have a wonderful crowd here today at the Grand Hotel. It's absolutely gorgeous here. Yeah, so if you're coming down, come on down and uh, come see us, okay? Because we'd love to see you. I have some friends who are on their way down, and apparently they just broke down. So I'm trying to figure out if my wife is with them or not, and so... Uh, I, I guess uh, they, let's see, the, let's see, the, the others broke down. Let me just help them. Let me just coordinate this for AAA real fast. You know how men have to take care of this for women. I'm just kidding. Stop. Uh, <clears throat> so we have a lot to chat about today. We also have uh, some, some very sad news out of Philadelphia, of course. We have a, a fallen police officer, a, t- a terrible shooting last night. You know, it, it's such a damn shame. The city, we were so excited after the Phillies won. And there was such a great spirit. Everybody was excited. Everybody was happy. And then this uh, terrible tragedy that occurred. Uh, so uh, you know, I'll give you details about it. Obviously, it's, it, it's heartbreaking. These are airport cops. I knew these guys. Um, one of them is fighting for his life right now. Uh, and the other has passed away. Uh, very sad. And, of course, the idiot district attorney of Philadelphia blames the NRA. Blames the NRA for the shooting of a 22-year veteran of the Philadelphia Police Department, shot and killed at the Terminal D parking garage. He was off duty. He heard somebody breaking into a car. He was about to begin his work shift at the airport. 
and um, he and the other officer were uh, were shot. And it's it's it, it, for then for Larry Krasner to come out and suggest that the the problem in this country is the National Rifle Association, as if any of these 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 thugs, these cop killers, if any of them were members of the NRA. Right. I mean, you know, this is what he said today. And I'll read you his statement. He said, gun crazy politicians serve the NRA's bloody agenda instead of serving and protecting the public. America has more guns than people. Thanks to the same gun crazy politicians who oppose common sense gun regulations. So, again, it's not the criminals who are the problem. It's law-abiding citizens who own guns, who didn't shoot cops last night. They're the problems. I mean, this is, this is why Philadelphia is in the grips right now of just being absolutely a, a, a complete and utter hellhole. Uh, we'll talk to our buddy John McNesby later, the president of FOP Lodge 5. This is a very tough day. I, I, you know, for every, every cop in Philadelphia, every cop in the country feels it when one of their brothers and sisters is, uh, falls. And the families are affected. And, and thank God the other officer who is fighting for his life is expected to make it. There's still going to be... A lot that goes on after that, as as we know, you know, a lot of recovery and therapy and bills that pile up. And that's why, you know, we support all these wonderful organizations like the Families Behind the Bad Children's Foundation, the FOP Lodge 5 Survivors Fund. We do all these things because these cops and these families, when this happens, they need this support to start immediately. Uh, so I'll give you more details on this as the show goes on. It's a devastating, devastating situation. And um, as a son of a cop, I and, and knowing these cops very, very well, I've gotten to know them quite well over the years in Philadelphia. It, it's th- these are some of the finest officers in the country. They were responding to thugs trying to steal a car, which, ironically enough, the, they wouldn't have even been prosecuted for it in this city. You know, that's the irony of this whole thing is that had they got the guys. They, they wouldn't have even been prosecuted because Larry Krasner doesn't prosecute things like carjacks, carjacking anymore. It doesn't happen. One or more of the shooters had fled from the shooting scene at the airport. And as of right now, the latest that I know is that he remains at large. Now, if that situation changes, we will we will hear this. We will we will learn more about it. Um, John McNesby said today, he said, I saw more tears last night than I've ever seen in all my years here, he said. Uh, the fallen officer and his injured partner, who have yet to be publicly identified, were about to begin their shift at the airport. They witnessed the attempted car theft and tried to intervene. A 22-year veteran of the force, and he had spent much of his career in the 25th District in North Philly. McNesby said the department's airport patrol is uh, often described by some people as a retirement detail for officers who had put in years in some of the city's most violent districts like the 25th. In North Philadelphia, he said that it's a place where you're supposed to be winding down your career. There's a $30,000 reward for any information that leads to the arrest of the shooter. The reward, the reward would come on top of the city's 20000 that the city offers for information leading to the arrest and conviction. He emphasized the union would pay out upon arrest, and he took a jab at Larry Krasner. He said, you bring him in today, you're paid today. McNesby said regarding the, you know, you bring the information in today and, and we'll uh, we'll take care of it. So uh, please keep them in your in your prayers. Please keep them in your thoughts. I, I, I what can we say? You know, the mayor comes out and says stupid things. We know that Jim Kenney doesn't have the, the backs of the cops. Uh, the district attorney comes out and, and blames the NRA. The only people at this point that uh, 
that really should be speaking on behalf of the cops or other cops, because the mayor and the district attorney have turned their backs on the cops. And even worse, I think they've made them the enemies in the city. They've made them the bad guys so much so that a lot of a lot of cops are afraid to even do their job, knowing that if something goes wrong, the city won't have their back. In fact, the city will target them like they did to Officer Mark Deal, who, of course, as you know, uh, was uh, was found uh, by a judge that the charges were dismissed. Dial, excuse me, and the charges were dismissed. And then what happened? Of course, the 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 rioting, the looting that occurred in Philadelphia afterward, because the mayor and the district attorney threw gasoline on that fire and blew it up. And and the people that then went out and looted and ransacked businesses in Philadelphia committed all this violence. The district attorney described them as mostly law-abiding citizens. Well, really, and we'll have to separate the, the criminals from the mostly law-abiding citizens. That's what the district attorney said in the wake of all that. This is a very tough time to be a police officer in this country. We've had several police officers fall in the, uh, in the line of duty in the last year. We've had officers who were wounded in gunfire recently. It's been very, very tough. It's a very tough time. Thank God that we have a commissioner right now, the interim commissioner, John Stanford. Now, I don't know him personally, but from what I've heard from the cops who are on the job, he's a cop's cop, which is what you want. You want a guy who's going to be the commissioner who's going to actually be a cop and not be a politician. The last commissioner, Daniel Outlaw, was a politician. Let's face it. She came from Portland, which is a city that's already on fire a city that's already governed by woke lefty policies. And she came to Philadelphia to be a, to be a politician. And she's good, good riddance to outlaw. There's not a single cop that will shed a tear for her going to the Port Authority to go make a lot of money over there in an administrative capacity. But officers shot year by year in 2023. So far, we've had 10, which, of course, includes the fatal shooting last night and the fatal shooting of Temple University Police Sergeant Christopher Fitzgerald. That's a lot of, that's a lot of cops shot in our city. A lot of them. So uh, I, I can't I can't stress enough how important it is uh, for everyone to to give the police their support and their appreciation, because the, the morale, I've never seen it so low before. The the recruitment numbers are so low. I mean, who the hell would want to, to, to do that job right now? That's the problem is that you got a lot of very smart, young, talented, bright people they would be great cops they would but why would they want to do the job first of all the starting pay is not that great then you got to know that every time you say goodbye to your family it could be the last time you see your family and then you got to walk into a political environment where the district attorney thinks you're the problem the mayor refuses to have your back and and then and uh, and the criminals in the city of Philadelphia think they can do whatever they want and get away with it and they're not wrong by the way criminals aren't wrong they can do whatever the hell they want and get away with it in Philadelphia because they will not be prosecuted. They'll be arrested. They'll be charged. They won't be prosecuted. A few years ago, the Philadelphia Inquirer, to their credit, and it's rare that I say that, but I got to give them credit for that. They did an analysis of the number of prosecutions of illegal gun crimes and how they plummeted under Larry Krasner. And a big reason for that is, and I kid you not, he said, because it's racist to prosecute people for having illegal guns. So on the one hand, he screams about the NRA and law-abiding gun owners. And the second hand, he screams that going after people with illegal guns is racist. And his argument for why it's racist is because police have to stop people sometimes, and they have to stop them because they might be in uh, doing something, and disproportionately more people who are arrested with illegal guns tend to be black. And so therefore, it's, it's racist. More people disproportionately are arrested with illegal guns who are black. Therefore, it's racist. Not that they disproportionately have more illegal guns. 
You got to follow the logic of this, right? This is the lefty logic you got to follow. It's not that it's not that they disproportionately have more illegal guns and are committing more crimes. It's that the cops are stopping more black people with illegal guns. And then the other thing, too, is that the district attorney will, will argue he'll turn around and say, but they haven't really committed a crime. They have an illegal gun, but they haven't really committed a crime. So even though common sense would dictate, well, then arrest them, send them away. You got all these laws on the books to prosecute people for having illegal firearms. Send them away. Prosecute them. Put them away. His argument is, well, they haven't really done anything yet. So let's wait for them. It's like throwing a fish back until it gets bigger. Let's wait for them to commit a real crime, and then maybe we'll go after them. Maybe. That's been the, the mentality of the district attorney of Philadelphia now for years. And they reelected this guy, and it's, it's, mind, it's mind-blowing. It really is. They reelected him despite the fact he had former Mayor Ed Rendell, former Mayor Michael Nutter, former District Attorney Seth Williams, all come out and say, John Street, all these guys come out and say that Larry Krasner is the problem. He's a cancer on Philadelphia, and he has to go. And yet they still reelected this guy. It's uh, you can't you can't make sense of this. And don't think for a second this is not because of George Soros, because it absolutely is. George Soros. Everybody's familiar with that name, right? Now, let me tell you, ironically enough, the very same people that were screaming a few weeks ago or a few months ago that it was anti-Semitic to bring up George Soros. Do you remember that? Are the very same people cheering on Hamas today? So try to try to split that irony, if you can, for a moment. Uh, for, for a couple weeks and months, they were yelling that anytime you bring up George Soros because he's Jewish, even though he helped the Nazis, that you're anti-Semitic somehow. But the very same people doing that are the same ones on college campuses today cheering on Hamas and saying that Israel had it coming and, 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 and they're cheering on what's going on over there. Because it was never about anti-Semitism or criticizing Soros. It was about criticizing Soros because of what he's doing to this country. And what he's doing to this country is very, very systematically thought out and planned out. And here's what it is. We can't change the country from the top. You can't change the country from the president. You can't change it from Congress. You've got to change it at the local level. If you want to recreate this country, you first have to tear it down. You have to set it on fire. He's a revolutionary. He's learned from revolutionaries throughout history, throughout the past. Karl Marx and Lenin and, and, and Pol Pot and all these other whack jobs. Che Guevara, who was a murderer, who, by the way, a lot of college kids put him on their, in their dorm rooms. You know, the ones with the hacky sacks and they put Che Guevara posters in their dorm room. These murderous guys, Fidel Castro, Justin Trudeau's uh, father, um, allegedly. <laughs> I know Matt DeSantis is getting my bullhorn, so he's not here to say that. But allegedly his father... It's totally his father, by the way. Like, like, have you seen the pictures? Trudeau is definitely his bastard son. Anyway, uh, Fidel Castro, guys like that, that's what they do. They burn things down, and then they rebuild them in their Marxist utopian vision. And so George Soros years ago realized, this is how I got to do this, and what I'm going to do is I'm going to go around and start, start paying to get all these district attorneys and prosecutors around the country elected at the local level, and they'll be soft on crime on purpose because a philosophy of Marxism is that criminals are victims of capitalism and also because if you have cities burning down and if you have looting and theft, capitalism will take a big hit. As you're going to find out a little bit later in the show today, when you calculate the costs of retail theft and the looting and the rioting, it is in the billions of dollars. So if you really hate capitalism, you're going to also know that by allowing crime to, to, to flourish in these cities, you'll get dead cops and you'll take a big hit to capitalism. And cops are the oppressors, remember, in these people's minds.
So that's how their thinking was. And then they started getting elected in places throughout this country. And if you've noticed, every time you follow the George Soros money, you get a Larry Krasner, you get an Alvin Bragg, you get what happens in Chicago and San Francisco, and you get, you get this to occur. And they all have the same mindset and the same mentality. Criminals are the victims. This is not an accident. It's the same thing that's going on at the southern border. It's not an accident. It's deliberate. If you can have this country be invaded by people who will come to this country and destroy the culture because they refuse to assimilate into the culture and they will destroy the culture and then ultimately they will become legal because that's what the Democrats want to do and then they'll vote Democrat, you can have an absolute takeover. It's the very same reason why the same people who are cheering on Hamas in Congress, the, the lunatic squad of AOC and Rashida Tlaib and Ilan Omar and these people, the very same reason that these people are never, if you notice, saying a negative word about the border. Not one time, because this is what's working. It's working. If you think the border is a failure right now, you're wrong. It's a huge success. If your goal is to open the border and destroy America, this is a huge success, and they deserve a round of applause for how well they've done here in destroying this country. We're talking about thousands and thousands of people coming over every single day with an incompetent president who doesn't know what freaking day it is to do anything about it. And so you have cities on fire, the border wide open, you have this going on. Meanwhile, now you have this rising anti-Semitism that's going on in this country at college campuses. But remember, you're the problem. You are the problem. Like anyone in this room who might have conservative ideas and beliefs, you're the one the FBI should be concerned about, apparently. So that's why the government of the United States of America is focusing so much of its time now on this phony domestic violent extremism narrative, which doesn't exist have you ever met a domestic violent extremist? Because I have not, and I've been looking. I, I want to meet Bigfoot, and I want to meet a domestic violent extremist. DeSantis, you work here. You can come in. You don't have to wait. Look at him waiting like he needs to be ushered in. That's the executive producer, Matt DeSanctimonious, by the way. DeSanctitraitorous. He's got the Joe Biden puppet. We got all kinds of good stuff. Anyway, uh, that's their plan. That's what, they're, that's what they're about. That's what they're doing. Any questions? Did I, did I miss anything? No, I never do, right? I nail it every time. 855-839-1210. Just kidding. Well, sort of. 855-839-1210. If you want to weigh in today on Twitter, at Rich Zioli, we are live at the Grand Hotel of Cape May. Throughout the afternoon, I'll give you the latest on everything that's going on in Israel, Gaza, all of that. The speaker fight is underway right now with Jim Jordan uh, facing a challenge, but I think it's time for the Republican Party to rally around Jim Jordan. He'd be a hell of a speaker. He's what they need. And they should rally around Jim Jordan and make him the next speaker of the U.S. House of Representatives. You agree? You with me on that? Absolutely. And because it's Friday and we're at the Grand Hotel and we've had a lot of stories this week about beheadings and, and, and people getting set on fire, we're also going to try to have some laughs this afternoon as well. And so for that, I'm going to sing. <laughs> you missed it. You weren't here to scold me. I heard you. Oh, you uh, did yeah. hear it. All right. I, can I retroactively proclaim that Justin Trudeau is, in fact, the, uh, the son of Pierre Trudeau and not Fidel Castro. Allegedly. <laughs> 855-839-1210 10, on Twitter, at Rich Zioli. He's definitely the bastard love child is, of, of Fidel Castro. That's not the official So uh, we're great to be here Zioli live show. at the Grand Hotel of Cape May, New Jersey. We got a great show for you. Don't go away. 
T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice-cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. And Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Import, Chicago, Illinois. Baseball is in full swing. NBA playoffs are heating up. And your NFL team is gearing up for training camp. Listen to the latest on the teams you love here on the Odyssey app. The biggest sports radio stations in the country providing unrivaled local coverage of their teams all in one place. Exclusive interviews with players, coaches, and team executives streaming live and always available on demand. Stay in the know with your favorite teams right here on the Odyssey app. The only show on your schedule from Talk Radio 1210 WPHT in the free Odyssey app. Okay, welcome back to the show. Glad you are here today. 855-839-1210. We are live at the Grand Hotel of Cape May, New Jersey, and we are having a lot of fun already, and we're just getting started. So thank you for joining us today. I should also mention to you that uh, Steve Scalise has officially dropped out of the speakership race, which is good. Which is good. And now everybody needs to get behind Jim Jordan for Speaker of the House. That needs to happen. And also, too, what I should mention to you is that Justin Trudeau, Pierre Trudeau's not son, (laughs) Justin, got confronted in Toronto by somebody who absolutely went up to him and uh, doing his Fidel thing that he did, you know, allegedly. He tried to say hello to a guy. You have this audio? Can you I play that? All right. Yeah. So, so this guy in, in Canada said, I think what the entire world would like to say to Justin Trudeau if they had the chance to, to meet him. So he uh, <laughs> cut number four. Criminal. Buck to you, bro. Look at his buck to you. Pleasure to see you as well. Hey there. How you doing? I'm shaking your hand, bro. You're a man. Why is that, sir? Up the entire country you got our buddy well, over there. Yeah, but how, how did I mess up this country? Can anybody afford a home in this yes. day? You're charging people carbon taxes. Yes. You got nine you know V8s here idling you know for 30 minutes. Tax? Your carbon you footprint is increasing. We're getting charged for what? You know what we're doing? It's with not the stopping. Tax? No, we're carbon. putting a price uh-huh. on pollution, right? And we're returning it to families right. like yours. I don't yours. think so. You're we sending are. it over That's to Ukraine, car- right? No, no. Yeah, yeah. You send it over to the guy that you with that slaughtered his own country. You've been listening to Putin, have you? Putin, no, no. Definitely don't listen to 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 your propaganda, eh? You got propaganda, bro. Good for him. Bravo. He said, I'm not shaking your hand because you effed up this entire country. You're charging people carbon taxes, but you have nine V8 engines idling here for 30 minutes. Your carbon footprint is increasing. Isn't that something about guys like that? They all drive around in these big SUVs, right? And they sit them, they keep them idle so that they can go around and pontificate and grandstand. And also, I'm not shaking your hand because I don't want to get Cuban on me. You know what I mean? Like, it just doesn't... like. 
you know, so. I like that he threw an A in there at the end, just to yeah. make no mistake that he was Canadian. That he's Canadian. Yeah, you have to do that. That's the original thing. Like you're, you're screwing up the country, eh? You got to do that. Uh, so I have a story here, but uh, we have a guest coming up in just a moment about Canada, actually, and what, what's going on over there in a major investigation. Uh, but, you know, the guy said something about Ukraine, Ukraine money. Uh, yesterday, in the middle of the Pentagon briefing everybody about what the United States of America is doing to stand with Israel, they mentioned, they slipped this in, that there's going to be another Ukraine aid package. Did anybody catch that yesterday? Yeah. yeah, another Ukraine aid package is going to be sent over there. What that guy said to Trudeau, which is so true, which is, you are giving all this money, you're taking all this money from us and you're sending it to you to Ukraine. And, and did you hear what Justin Trudeau said to him? He said, that's Putin propaganda. That's what he said. See, if you oppose the increased Ukraine funding, come on in, join us. If you oppose increased Ukraine funding, it's Putin propaganda. And look, I want to defend Justin Trudeau for a moment. He would know, being the fact that he is the son of a communist. <laughs> Not the when son there's of communist Castro. dogma. How do I mute his mic, Tommy? If I need to? <laughs> Is there a button that I can... Uh, now, is Mark there? Do we have our buddy Mark? Here's what I decided to do today. I wanted to do this for you. Uh, Jimmy Fallon has a big show tonight in New York. You know, normally we get Jimmy to come on and say hello. Jimmy's a great guy. But tonight he's filming his first Fox stand-up special, which is going to be on, on Fox Nation. And he invited me to come, of course, but uh, we're here in Cape May, so we couldn't do it. But I said, we have had a, a long week, and we've had a lot of depressing stuff. So I wanted to talk to somebody who uh, has, a, has a good sense of humor. Because we're in Cape May, it's a beautiful day, and I think we could all use a break for five seconds from the sad news of the world. Am I right about that? So, yes. So I'm going to be back at Parks Casino on Thursday, October 19th. Where is it? If I use my show sheet, I would know this. Thursday, October. Oh, and Scott Pressler is going to be on the show later today. I should mention to you, 4.30 today. He's great. He's doing a lot to, to uh, recruit voters for Trump out there and, and Republicans. Thursday, October 19th at 8 o'clock, I'll be back at Club 360 Parks Casino for Comedy Night. But while I was there a couple weeks ago, I met a great guy named Mark Riccadonna, and he joins me right now. Mark, how are you, buddy? Hey, hey Rich. How are you? You're down in Cape May. That's nice. Yeah, we're, we're watching dead whales and dolphins down here because of the windmills. Well, you know, those windmills, they, they get you every time. <laughs> how, how do you, I know you got, you got a show tonight. How do, you, uh, how do you make people laugh in such sad news that's going on in the world? What, what's, the, what's the secret? What's the trick? Well, the good thing is I'm really dumb, so I don't understand a lot that's going on. <laughs> I just kind of go with uh, telling people about my kids pooping their pants. And, uh, you know, I try to stick to the good news. See, I talk about the president pooping his pants. So we have a lot in common, Mark. Well, there's a lot of diaper changing going on in society these days. So it's relatable. Uh, now, being a father and I have three kids and you're a dad, too. And, and you know, do you worry about the world, the future of this world for them, the world we're uh, handed them here? Of course, that's why I left New York City. <laughs> I left New York. I live in Pennsylvania now. Um, I live, you know, uh, I'm neighbors with you. But, um, yeah, I, it was weird. We left New York, and New Yorkers are so full of themselves that they actually, uh, they can't believe anyone can live anywhere else other than the five boroughs of New York. 
when we told our friends we were moving out, they're going, you're going to leave New York? Where will you go? And, and we're like, there's a whole other country on the other side of the bridge. <laughs> Yeah, we actually were looking at Pennsylvania. Pennsylvania? What are you, Amish? <laughs> yep. yep, that's how that works. You cross George Washington Bridge, you start churning butter. I, um, <laughs> I, I, and if something didn't happen within the fibros, I don't know how New Yorkers ever learn world history, let alone about the United States. They only know the five boroughs. When they said, where did you move in Pennsylvania? We said, um... We actually moved down close to Philadelphia. It's where Washington crossed the Delaware. And they're like, ugh, is that Staten Island? I, uh... <laughs> and we're like, no, haven't you ever heard in 1777, Valley Forge, the encampments, the snow-covered fields? The soldiers actually had to watch walk barefoot across these giant snowy fields and they were bleeding. And then I did a little research to try to connect with them. And I found out one of the first groups were from long Island. And then I was like, Oh, it all makes sense. Now they were like, Oh, Whoa, Whoa, snow covered fields. These are Gucci. (laughs) (laughs) Well, the New York has a lot of crime though. I mean, I, you know, I was walking through times square. My wife and I had to go in uh, recently to something. First of all, you can't drive in the city. They hate cars. They hate you. And they make it so impossible to drive. They've, they've basically turned it all into a giant bike lane. And then you have about three feet for your car. Uh, so unless you're yeah. driving a clown car or a golf car, you're, you really can't get through the city anymore. Well, and it's crazy because the, the bikes that you can rent in New York are getting bigger. Meanwhile, we have to start getting smaller cars to accommodate to the bikes. <laughs> and then, of course, if, uh, if, you, if you, uh, somebody tries to steal your bike and you yell at them, you get in trouble. Yeah. Well, the thing, the, the positive, to look on the positive, if you love the smell of marijuana, New York City <laughs> is probably the place to go. <laughs> uh, you can't go anywhere. It's like, guys, we get it. You smoke weed. Relax. <laughs> well, you would think they would be relaxed if they smoke weed, but they clearly are not. <laughs> How are they not the most mellow city on the planet? <laughs> uh, and, and, and what I also love, too, is that, you know, the governor of New York came out and said, listen, we're all for immigrants. We have the Statue of Liberty. We're all about taking you in, except don't come here. Yeah. Well, I mean, we like the Neil Diamond video guys that are in his video. But the rest of them, you know, <laughs> we, we like Balky Bartokamus. We don't want any of the other guys. Uh, now that you live in Pennsylvania, do you have a gun? Uh, yes. I, yes. I'm, I love hunting. I love target shooting. Um, I am a, a, a very big advocate of guns. That's good. I, enjoy, but lot- I, grew, I, I was born, actually, in Ohio, and um, I lived by a conservation club. So as a young kid, I was going target shooting regularly. It's a good thing to do. We have friends who do that. It's it's very therapeutic, I think, to go target shooting. Uh, it really yeah, and is. with it's... this economy, you got to save on ammunition. Make sure you can shoot well. <laughs> <laughs> well, did you are you did you get extra guns because the end of the world's coming? Did you feel like you had to stock up? No, I, I just uh, I, I have the average. <laughs> I just have one gun. I. I uh, I haven't gone hunting since we moved down here, but that was the goal. 
But you think during the pandemic, I should have had time because, you know, they wanted us to be outdoors. They wanted us to be in fresh air. Hunting should have been what I did. Plus, you wear a mask when you hunt if you wear the full gear. Right. So it would have, I would have felt all the protocols. <laughs> you actually would have been COVID compliant, except for the fact yeah, that people they would who except for the people who made you wear a mask want to take away your guns. Other than that, you would have been absolutely <laughs> COVID compliant. <laughs> no doubt about it. Oh, uh, now, are, have any of your kids started to identify as transgender yet? Uh, no, they pretty much. They identify as GoBots, uh, Transformers, uh, Pokemon. <laughs> it's it's wonderful at our house. What are you today, Pikachu? That's wonderful. <laughs> We're very supportive of it, though. <laughs> well, that's good. I mean, Pikachu. Do they get their own bathrooms if they identify as a Pikachu, or are they allowed to use uh, either? They they use the tree in the backyard because we have a yard now. <laughs> So wait, you're in New Jersey. Did you hear about that guy, Bob Mendez? Menendez? Uh, I did. I heard about him. Yeah. This is, uh, I mean, he is not the 007 I think we were hoping for. <laughs> I mean, did you see the opening, the golden eye? That's my favorite of the 007s. I know everybody probably wants to shoot me right now, but it's my favorite. Goldeneye's opening 10 minutes is what they expect an agent to be. Menendez can't even watch the first 10 minutes without falling asleep. <laughs> Is he sitting right next to you? No, he's not. <laughs> <laughs> Look, I mean, the guy was smart enough to stitch money into his jacket pockets. I did the same thing, and my wife donated those to Goodwill, and, and I lost a, a ton of cash. <laughs> But on, I was, the, on the flip side, it's Goodwill, so some hipster really came in with some money now. <laughs> I said to her, listen, every time I lose weight, stop giving away my fat clothes. You know I'm just going to gain it back. Am I right, Mark? Come on. <laughs> yeah, I, I have my closet goes from skinny Mark to circus tent Mark. <laughs> <laughs> Well, you know, Bob Menendez, I mean, in addition to having gold bars and having money stitched into his jacket pockets and having... Uh, he also had Wonka and... bars. <laughs> he had the golden ticket. Uh... <laughs> <laughs> Mark Gurgadana, his wife, you know, killed somebody with a car, and then the cops came and they Not were like... Not my wife, Bob Menendez's wife. Not my <laughs> wife. <laughs> I, I really do appreciate you clarifying that point because people will be like, why'd you have this comedian on when his wife killed a guy with his car? Uh, but Senator Menendez's wife did, and the cops got there, and uh, one of the guys shows up and goes, ah, a friend called, she's good to go. They didn't breathalyze her, they didn't give her a, a drug test, nothing. And her only question was, how do I get a new Mercedes? Not like, oh, it's the poor guy, you know what I mean, funeral bills or anything. How do I get a new Mercedes? And can I get another martini? Yeah, right. Amount, if, you, if you killed somebody with your car, do you think you'd at least get a breathalyzer? Do you think that that's how this, the protocol would go for you? I know if I do anything in my car, I get a breathalyzer. <laughs> I mean, I probably... also look like I've been drinking all day, but because uh, I have. <laughs> 
Uh, so now that you now that you are, are one of us now in Pennsylvania, you, you also have John Fetterman, of course, as your U.S. senator. John Fetterperson, as I like to say, because I don't like to bring gender into Fetter it. Fetterperson, yeah. Uh, well, yeah, John you can't Fetter- assume in these days. Thank you, Mark Rukadana. Thank you. Uh, as a guy who, and I've seen you on stage, and I've been with you on stage, and I've always thought you were one of the, and I mean this with great respect, one of the sloppier dress comedians. Do you feel like oh, yeah. you're wearing a, a tux compared to John Fetterman when you perform? Well, it's funny. When I go to, when I play at the Brigada, which I'll be there on October 28th, 29th, <laughs> um, I tend to wear a suit. <laughs> you do but when i play yeah when i'm in a bar i wear a hoodie so i and you can see me at a bar the royal in glenside on october 20th <laughs> what about when you're but serving I, in the united states senate what do you wear then um i mean here's the thing i'm a huge fan of sci-fi and this guy hits, he foots the bill for that so i i guess you know you gotta let him wear what he wears <laughs> Are you accusing John Fetterman of being a robot of some sort? Uh, I'm not going to say robot per se, but I, 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 I am a huge Adams Family fan. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, are you going back and going to try to change the Adams Family and tell Fester he can't wear that cloak anymore? <laughs> I mean, I think you got to let him slide on that. <laughs> I think you're right. And didn't they make they made a Netflix show about Friday the the, the little girl? Maybe they'll make a spinoff about uh, about John Fetterman's wife. Yeah, it's, you just, it's not on Netflix. It's C-SPAN. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> All right, one more time. Go ahead and chill. Where are you going to be? The Borgata in Atlantic City. When? On October 28th and 29th. I will be at the Royal in Glenside, Pennsylvania on the 20th. And that show's a lot of fun. That show, I actually give comedians topics and the audience sees it at the same time as the comic. And they have to make up their whole set on the spot. Well, that sounds like a lot of fun. And you're going to be in South Jersey at Medford on uh, October 19th as well. So at Ready, Set, Joke. Uh, excellent. So just go to markrickadonna.com. Mark's a great guy, and he's very, very funny. Well, thank you for giving us all a badly needed laugh in the worst, most depressing um, week in the history of humanity. Rich, thank you for having me on. And look, at, guys, just dumb it down, and you'll, you'll not think so much about what's going on. <laughs> Actually, before I let you go, how is cancel culture these days for comedians? And, and, and do, you, do you worry about it? Um, I have nothing to get canceled. I'm not thinking about it. <laughs> I, I honestly, God, I think it was all a big joke. Look at uh, Bill Cosby's on tour. Uh, Dave Chappelle's on tour. And they, they threatened to cancel both of them. I feel like Louis C.K. selling out theaters everywhere. Just go out and laugh. Don't worry about that crap. Maybe we should attempt to cancel you and we'll get you some publicity and then you'll still sell out uh, places. Yeah, it would help my career a lot. So um, cancel away. (laughs) Mark Rigadotta, thank you, buddy. We appreciate it. Break a leg at your show next week. All right, pal. Thank you. Have a great one, man. Uh, 855-839-1210 on Twitter at Rich Zioli if you would like to weigh in today. We also have, uh, we've got Scott Pressler coming on at 430 today. He's going to be performing as well, a different kind of performing. He's going to be registering people to vote.
So that is a very, very important conversation we're going to have. Dr. Wilford Riley is going to be here as well a little bit later in the show. And um, we'll give you the latest on the speaker's fight as well. Now, let's see. We are told that there's going to be a press conference at 4.30 today. The Philadelphia Police Department is going to have a press conference today about the, about the officer who was killed in the line of duty last night and also uh, the one who's fighting for his life right now. So what we'll do is, we'll, depending on the timing with Scott Presser, sometimes these things don't start on time. We'll, we'll take it for you live. You, you know, and I mean this sincerely from the bottom of my heart. The reward now is up to $148,000 to help catch this cop killer son of a bitch. $148,000. So, yes. You know, I feel very blessed. Years ago, I started to get to know the Philadelphia cops very well. They used to come into the studio back in my first time in Afternoon Drive, and we would do all kinds of things to raise money for the FOP Lodge 5 Survivors Fund. Then I started to do the Children's Behind the Bad, Families Behind the Bad, Children's Foundation, and they put me in a dunk tank, you know, two years ago, which to this day, you know, I can't get sick. Did you know that? I had the, the water in that was so putrid. It's radioactive. I actually have not gotten sick ever. And they took a sample of my DNA. And I believe that's how COVID started. I'm not quite sure, but I think it came from that. And Maureen Faulkner, God bless her, of course, Maureen Faulkner, she was the one, I said this the other night, the Phillies should have her go out there as a starting pitcher because she threw one pitch, boom, knocked me right into that putrid water in the dunk tank, right? You know exactly what I'm talking about, Dean. And she's got a great arm arm on her, but I'll tell you, uh, Kyle Schwarber may not be having the best postseason, but that guy, we were at the Schwarber's Hometown Heroes event. Raising money for cops. And I'll tell you, a lot of Philadelphia Phillies were there that night to raise money for the police because they understand how tough the job is and firefighters and first responders. They understand how tough the job is. So I want you to know something. You know, when you cheer on the fight in Phils, you're cheering on some very good guys there. You really are. Some real good guys who gave up their time to be there. And they were so nice. And Arinola hit on my wife, which is a true story. That may not be a true story. Uh, may I be making that up? Uh, and also, uh, Kyle Schwarber, I'm taller than him. Did you know that? Also, maybe I'm possibly exaggerating that a little bit. And I met a few other guys, too. But the problem is I don't know any of their names. So everybody would be like, you know who that is, right? I'm like, yes! And be like, who is that again? You know what I mean? But, uh, but they're good guys. And are we at least happy that the Phils won last night? Are we at least happy about that? Huh? The fightings won, absolutely, and we're and we're going to uh, we're going to take it all the way to the World Series this time. But I got a great text today. I just wanted to share with you real quick, if I could. I got a text today from somebody early in the day to start the day. Let's see if I can find it here. And uh, I always like you know whenever you get a nice text from somebody uh, and it makes you laugh, you say, "All right, in these depressing times, if we can all share with each other, it'll be very very good." So this morning, I got the following text from Lenny Dykstra. You've heard of him, right? He's a former baseball player, ladies, in the back. Played for the Phillies. Should be in the Hall of Fame, but he says very controversial things, such as the following. (laughs) And he tagged me and Mark Levin in this tweet. I love this. He tags me and, and, and the great one, Mark Levin. It's apparently a beautiful morning this Friday the 13th in the Philadelphia area, and a reminder here that during the NLCS... 
and the World Series, the Phillies need to keep that mush fake Dr. Joe Biden the F away from the stadium. <laughs> At Lenny Dykstra on Twitter. So I thought if that's not a good way to start the day, I don't know what is. All right, we are live at the Grand Hotel of Cape May, New Jersey. And since we are here, I should tell you that anytime you want to book your stay here at my happy place, and this is such a beautiful place, just use my name, Zioli. You have your own code to use now to save 15% off when you're booking a midweek stay from now until the end of the year, December 31st. There's no minimum stay required. Just call up the Grand Hotel or go online and use my name, Zioli. When you book, you'll save 15% and you'll get to enjoy that beautiful indoor heated pool, Hemingway's Restaurant. I know the chef is going to pop in at some point today and say hello. I know that. Michael, the general manager, is back there. My friend Caitlin can also help you organize a beautiful event. They have four ballrooms, and we got the big one today. There's a wedding going on downstairs. It's a little low energy compared to us, which is why they got the... But no, I'm just kidding. It's... They have ev- they can do family events here, weddings, bridal showers, baby showers, family reunions, you name it, corporate events as well. And when you use my name, Zioli, you'll save 15% off your midweek stays, beautiful rooms, suites, and townhomes. And I think Chef Mills will stop by at some point, I'm sure, as he's going to attempt to get me alcohol. We'll find out what the specials are tonight. But last time we had... Jersey Day Boat Scallops. We had steak. DeSantis had a lobster tail because he's an elitist from Harvard because that's what they do. And Henry refused to eat it because he didn't know how to open the shell because he's sort of like a primate, Henry. <laughs> he was going to be here today, but and he thought he had to eat the lobster with his teeth. Anyway, you go to GrandHotelCapeMay.com to book your reservation. GrandHotelCapeMay.com. You can't combine this with any other offer. But 800-257-8550. Always book direct with them. Use my name, Zioli, to save 15%. Z-E-O-L-I. And we'll be right back. Thanks for listening to the Zioli Show podcast from Talk Radio 1210 WPHD and the Odyssey app. All right, we're live at the Grand Hotel of Cape May, New Jersey. Welcome back. Thank you for joining us today. It is a beautiful day. We are so happy to be together. Just met a lovely couple. It's their 45th wedding. Are you guys leaving already? Thanks for coming. Five minutes to my friends stay. We're loyal friends. Uh, I met a wonderful couple. They were going to dinner, though. They have five o'clock reservations, but it was their 45th wedding anniversary. And I thought that was so nice that they came. And I said, well, let me give you a shout out. They said, don't. So I, I said, all right, well, then I won't. I understand. 45 years a long time. They may not want people to know that they're still together, I guess. I'm not quite sure, Tommy. It's hard to understand. Uh, You know, there's a lot of lunatics out there in the world today. You might have heard this. I heard this clip. We have a speakership update, though. I want to give you this about uh, Jim Jordan running for Speaker of the House. So according to Representative Ann Wagner of Missouri, she called Jim Jordan's candidacy a non-starter. Representative Don Bacon of Nebraska, who represents a district won by Joe Biden, said lawmakers were worried about caving to the whims of the hard right members who had refused to back Mr. Scalise. How the hell is Jim Jordan hard right? How's he hard right? He backed Kevin McCarthy for speaker. He, he offered to give a speech in support of Steve Scalise. You know what this is? I'll tell you exactly what this is. This is the uniparty afraid that this guy is going to get in there as speaker and say, to hell with your request for Ukraine aid. That's what this is about. That's exactly what this is about. <clears throat> Everything that we're watching play out here with this speaker fight is about Ukraine. I'm telling you right now. 
And I think that the American people are seeing through what's happening. And what's happening right now is that this administration, because let's face it, I'll say it, you know it, Joe Biden is corrupt and the Ukrainians have something on the guy. That's why when Donald Trump made that phone call, which was perfect, read the transcript, they, they tried to impeach, they impeached him over a phone call to Zelensky. Think about that. What were they afraid that was going to come out over that? Exactly. And when the Hunter Biden laptop first came out, listen, it was not because of the naked pictures of him doing cocaine with Russian prostitutes. Believe me, there's a lot of those on my laptop, too. (laughs) It's because they stop it back there. This is an open mic night. You leave it to the professionals. Uh, It was because of the links to the Biden criminal enterprise, the Biden money laundering operation between Biden family members and shell companies, international money laundering across the planet, across the globe. But ladies and gentlemen, all rise as the owner of the Grand Hotel himself, Bob, has just graced us with his presence. You look very handsome today, if I do say so myself. Are you running for Speaker of the House? Now's not the time. Now's not the time. <laughs> uh, the, the Biden criminal money laundering enterprise, and they were all very, very afraid of that coming out so close to the election, so they lied and said it was Russian misinformation. Everything that's happening right now, this aid to Ukraine, and there are two countries getting very, very rich right now off the Russia-Ukraine war. Can you guess who they are? Russia and Ukraine, damn right. And Biden is corrupt, and both Russia and Ukraine have something on him. People often forget the mayor of Moscow's wife gave, Joe Biden, gave Hunter Biden $13 million. For what? What, what was that, like, like a tip for an Uber drive? What was that for? The Russians have something on Biden, and they're not upset by the aid that America's giving to Ukraine because Russia is making a fortune off this war, and this war is going to go on in perpetuity. And, what's, what's, and every time the United States gets more engaged, the war keeps going on. Vladimir Putin's not upset by that. He's making money. He's selling his oil. He's selling his natural gas. And he's getting every weapon he needs from Iran and from China. Meanwhile, this new international axis is forming. And Joe Biden's corruption is at the center of all of it. So right now, the fight to stop Jim Jordan from becoming speaker is because the Uniparty is worried that the military industrial complex won't get their money for Ukraine. That's what this, that's what this fight is about. We got a big four o'clock hour coming up straight ahead. We are live from the Grand Hotel of Cape May, New Jersey on Twitter at Rich Zioli coming right back. Rich Zioli, weekday afternoons, 3 to 7, Talk Radio 1210, WPHT, and on the free Odyssey app. We really need new phones. T Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month without a pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. Hey, Rob Bradford here. I have set out on a mission with my good friends at FanDuel to prove what I have known for some time. Baseball isn't boring. Now I have a daily podcast to prove it with some of the most notable people in the baseball world screaming baseball isn't boring from the mountaintops or at least agreeing to come on our show. Players, managers, GMs, and yes, even the commissioner of baseball, Rob Manfred. It has been a constant wave of baseball's most powerful voices. So join the revolution. Subscribe and soak in baseball isn't boring. Listen on your Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcast. You'll be glad you did.